Hey there, it's Winston Faircloth, and welcome back to episode 22 of the Begin Again podcast. In this ongoing eight-part series, I'm giving you a behind-the-scenes glimpse of the differences between my multi-million dollar business and my second six-figure business. These podcasts are taken from my course released last summer when I published my short ebook, Seven Lessons from Building a Seven-Figure Business. These stories supplement, complement the ebook, and I'll give you one inspirational takeaway at the end of each podcast so that you can take action today towards building your own seven-figure impact business. These audios are from that course and are your free gift for being a loyal podcast subscriber. So today we're going to talk about how to build in scalability from the outset. This was one that actually both of my companies did fairly well mostly coming out of that very first experience. So this is another contrast between what is the prevailing wisdom in starting business and my personal experience. As business owners, we have a heart for service. We want to give each client a unique, special experience, customize the solution directly to meet their needs. You know, while that sounds good on paper, In practice, it is overwhelmingly difficult to do. And so one of the things I noticed in my work in both businesses was that all each of these clients, and they all believed that they were so unique and so special that we could never bridge their needs as a group. And so this was one of the big mindset shifts we had to take on with our clients right out of the gate. So one of the things we did with them to start was that we cast that vision. We wanted to get them involved. And we said, so talk to us about how you intend to use this technology. How do you see this serving both your internal and external clients? Talk to us about the workflows that you use, that you'll use to how you'll use this software, how you'll use this service in support of your internal and external clients. And one of the things that was fascinating is that in individual interviews, they all believed that they were very unique and that no one would use it exactly like they did. But in the interviews with each one of them, we found out that about 80% was very common, common usage, common ways of going about using a platform like this. They called them different things. They would language these workflows a little bit differently. But the steps, the processes, the activities, the outcomes, the reports, all of those things were pretty common between uh, our early adopting organizations or clients. We were also on the lookout for those outlying uses of the platform. In some cases, by having, by going through these interviews and asking each of these folks to document their workflows, we were able to strip out effort that was redundant or maybe not needed. But on the other hand, we saw pockets of innovation that we also wanted to bring into our overall solution because we had client X that was doing something really cool with this, with the kind of software we were bringing to market. So it gave us an opportunity to do that. But because we took the time to find out and, and discover that they all had some common uses of the platform, it gave us the ability to put structure in place. So as we went about building the service, the number one thing we did was we decided to, to settle on one platform that would be universal across all of, the, all of the users. We decided to come up with one service 
that would be universal across each of the services, uh, each of the clients. And, and we really strove, and I would love to say this was another brilliant plan of ours, but this was frankly a response to the resources that we had uh, that we were managing at that point. We had to become super resourceful. And so out of that resourcefulness, we decided to come out of the gate with a, with a set of standards and drive people to a common set of deliverables. There's so much freedom and structure. People rebel, you know, we as individuals rebel against structure, but I find that even in the second business, which was more a consulting-based business, that the having that structure gave me tremendous freedom to be creative, but not creative in the whatever you want, we'll deliver type situation, but more in saying we have a process, we have an outcome, and now we can creatively go in and talk about your set of conditions and how to do that. And because we put those processes in place in the second business as well, one of the real benefits of doing that was that we were able to now compare client A, B, C, D, E, F. Uh, their, their experience is in a very common practice in a very common set of processes. And it gave us the ability to, to draw upon that reservoir of experience because we had a common approach, we had a common platform, we had a common set of processes, and we could say, hey, in Cleveland, they do it this way. In Tampa, they do it this way. In Atlanta, they do it this way. And, and they, we were able to leverage that extra knowledge as we were able to work with clients across multiple markets because we had a common set of practices, we had a common set of outcomes, it actually gave us more freedom to be creative in solving their problem because we had a common approach across our, our client base. So this is, again, such a different mindset from our heart of service where we want to customize everything to the nth degree. Yes, while that sounds good on paper, it can quickly overwhelm the solopreneur. Or if you have a small team, it can quickly overwhelm the resources that you have on hand by being so customized. More importantly, in my, in my view, you, you lose the opportunity to learn and transfer knowledge across multiple clients and multiple uh, customers. That was the real benefit from this structure in both the technology organization and the consulting organization is that that ability to leverage uh, the knowledge transfer opportunity between clients is so valuable and increases your thought leadership in your market when you can have a repeatable process and something where you have a lot more structure and you're building scalability from the outset. But that's your focus. You'll, it'll, it'll give you tremendous freedom and flexibility and creativity. And it's so contrary when you think about structure, bringing you all those things. But in the experience of both of these companies, that was exactly what happened. So in my courses, I focus first on gaining alignment and then putting in place a repeatable framework. Frameworks serve a couple of key purposes. One, it provides your potential clients with an overview, a journey of their world, of moving from their world of pain to their world of possibilities. It shows that you're not just making it up on the fly. And two, frameworks allow you to make your program scalable and repeatable. And in today's audio, we discover a third, even more beneficial reason. Frameworks create the opportunity for knowledge transfer. 
meaning that we can have a common experience for our clients where we're able to more readily share one result over here with another opportunity over there. And this is all another reason why there's freedom and structure. So today's inspirational takeaway, look over your last few engagements with your clients. Do you have a repeatable process or framework you're taking your clients through? Or is everything you do a custom response? How could you increase the value of your client interactions through greater structure? So make sure to stay tuned. In a few episodes, I'm going to share with you how you can build your own framework, save time, and be paid to launch. So next time, we'll talk about how to hire for curiosity and character from the outset. And if you haven't already gotten your copy of the 7 Lessons ebook, make sure to go to future7figureceo.com to download your free copy. So let's draw deeper faith, inspiration, and encouragement in our Begin Again moments. If you'd like to help others, make sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Your honest review helps us spread the word. And when you post your review, capture a screenshot and contact us with your mailing address to the email address in the show notes. We'd love to send you a gift in the mail. And as I say at the end of each podcast, the biggest breakthroughs in life and business occur the moment you decide to begin again. I'll catch you on the next episode.